Oh, what is it? Another episode of the podcast? Guess you forgot about us, huh? Well, they've been away for half a year. I guess that episode must be about something very big and very important, right? Yes, it is. I took ideas from how Japanese factories are managed and applied them to managing my own kitchen. Then that's what I wanted to talk to you about on today's podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you? <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Whoa. So we're back? <laughs> oh, well, uh, we're back this week. And later we'll see. Oh, man. Like, I missed you, man. Oh, thank you. I missed you too, I guess. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, let's talk about whatever. So if you have a lean idea <laughs> of doing something crazy and geeky, I think this is the place to go and this is the place to share it. So so let's do this. But then at the end of the show, right. I'm going to give you ideas for some future episodes. So maybe you will be inclined to record again sooner than another half a year. Oh, well, it won't be this year. But it's 11th, so I guess that's fine. Yeah, we should forget about 2020 as soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, it is one of those episodes with Radio and his weird, crazy theories. Um, I think it's one of those where I think there's like 80% chance that you and 80% of our listeners will think I'm just crazy and this is silly. Normal people don't live like this. Why are you talking about this? And then maybe like 19% chance that, you know, the listeners are going to be like, well, he has a point, but my spouse slash roommate slash whomever will never let me do this. So, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a treat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So... Let's talk about personal logistics. That That's the problem uh, we aim to solve on this very podcast. Um, so the term personal logistics, I borrowed it from the book Lean Solutions, which, by the way, that was a good book. We should talk about it sometime. Um, anyway, the point is about managing mainly shopping for groceries and other daily necessities. So things that get used up and you buy over and over, like, I don't know, your soap and toilet paper and toothbrushes and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess mostly groceries. And by logistics, I mean uh, knowing what needs purchasing, uh, deciding where, when, how, how much you need to purchase, buying, transporting, uh, like just managing all of this stuff that's needs to be managed and bought and stored yeah especially now in this in this time where we have uh, you know issues going to stores crowded with people we uh, you know we shouldn't be doing that and we have to be careful about where we buy how we buy and all that stuff so it's just additional layer of complexity right now yes um i i initially came up with this and introduced it in february i think so Whoa, quite a long you time ahead ago of <laughs> Yeah, um, but it is true that what I'm going to talk about um, plays particularly nicely at a time where you just don't want to, you know, go visit the store um, every day and it's just, you know, an uncomfortable thing to do. But mainly, I just wanted to simplify this. Personal logistics. Ah, so personal logistics, so I don't mean large purchases. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know, buying a new smartphone or whatever, or unusual slash one-time purchases. Or when you shop for fun, uh, I hear that some people do that. <laughs> um, I really mean daily recurring necessities, which is, I think, the vast majority of items that you buy are just in this category. Yeah, you know, groceries and other personal logistics. We just we just recently ran out of to toilet paper in our home, so I exactly know what you mean. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> yes, the 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 dreaded situation. Exactly. I think the normal way of handling personal logistics takes up an unreasonable amount of time, like many hours each week. 
I don't I don't want to spend a second more of my life doing groceries and buying toilet paper than is absolutely necessary by the reality. Uh, like it it brings no joy or fulfillment. It it doesn't push your life forward. It's it's not done for fun. It just one of those silly things that just has to be done. Uh, it it just it just has to be done, yeah. right? And it, so it's rather I'd rather it be as efficient as possible so that I spend as little time and expend as little mental energy on managing this as possible. For what it's worth, it didn't used to bother me. Uh, so I used to do groceries the way most people do. So a mix of just running out to the store for two or three things or going with a car or whatever to do a large chunk of grocery buying for the next two weeks in a supermarket. Uh, but mostly, I used to do the minority of household purchases, and I had a lot more free time because I I didn't live in Warsaw, I didn't have the Warsaw hacker space, fewer engaging hobbies. So it was normal for me to pop into the store, and there's a big mall with a big um, supermarket along the way pretty much every day or every other day that I would be on a walk or run or a bike ride. So just popping in to buy like literally four things, um, I happened to think of did not bother me, uh, even though that was that's a very inefficient way of doing groceries. Uh, but now I almost never have an entirely free evening, um, no risk shopping on the way, and I do the majority of grocery shopping. So uh, yeah, now it bothers me. And then um, that 2020 and 2020 came and uh, that made this even less comfortable and wanting efficiency and personal logistics grew in importance yeah the windows vista of the years <laughs> 2020 uh, yes oh man yeah I'm, I'm really curious about this because uh, we've been also trying to simplify our thing but well we'll get to it once you're finished with your situation but we have mm -hmm. had a few bottlenecks in this and for example one of this is my wife saying that she will do it but then for example she will procrastinate on doing it for several days and then we come up to the situation mm -hmm. where we lose something and we don't have like you know toilet paper or something which is really essential and for me i can totally relate to this for me going to a, a groceries big grocery store to buy groceries is as pleasant as there is nothing pleasant about it. <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> I cannot come, to, come up with anything smarter than this. Just, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I can see you're as good at um, making metaphors as I am, which is not very. <laughs> All right. Uh, so act one or part, part one is knowing what to buy. Like the worst thing is realizing that you've run out of toilet paper or, you know, you're making dinner and you're in the middle of the process and you're missing that one key ingredient oh, yeah. that you thought you had but don't and like this is the worst like this is this is the worst thing that can happen because now you have no choice and you have to waste you know 15 minutes at best an hour or more at worst to get it and you know maybe you think okay it doesn't make sense to go run to the store to just get two or three things so maybe i have to think about what else to buy yeah Ugh, there's nothing pleasant about it or efficient so um now i take a step back and i tell you about um japanese factories and lean and i tell you about kanban or the pull system yeah okay tell me about it because it, right. it, it seems really related to to what you're trying to achieve okay <laughs> yeah yeah totally totally <laughs> So we have a factory, right? Yeah, my house is my factory. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a spoiler. So you have a factory, you have some process. The process has multiple steps. For example, you're making furniture, right? And say so you make furniture out of wooden planks, whatever. And they're provided by a supplier. It could also be something you yourself produce, but at a different process, whatever. There's a connection between two steps. So you always need the right amount of wooden planks to make your furniture, right? Yes. Yeah, again, the wooden planks are your groceries. So you, you cannot ever not have them because the world stops and you can't produce, mm -hmm. right? Yes. You, all, you, you cannot run out. But you also don't want to have too much because warehousing, transportation, managing materials, that's fundamentally waste. That's a wasteful process. So we want 
just the right amount 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. So th this obviously um, relates to that, that last point about how, you know, when you, when you run out of things at home, the one thing you might think of doing is to just buy more stuff uh, you know, make larger purchases mm -hmm. doesn't really solve the problem, but makes it appear less often. But you still have to store it. You have to go get it and manage it. And, you know, uh, just having a lot of stuff turns your house into a warehouse. That's not pleasant either. So you want the right amount all of the time. Yeah, and the, the mm -hmm. interesting part is that even if you have a large house and you have a place to store these things, very often they go bad because you store them, you put them, and then you put something in front of them, so you forget about this, and then it just goes mm -hmm. bad, and then uh, and then like suddenly uh, you have like you have you're running out of toilet paper, but you have like five uh, packs of ketchup, and you're like, how did yeah. this happen? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, so back to the w wooden plank furniture factory. Yeah. You can't just have a weekly shipment of materials because your production is probably not level enough. So you don't know in advance how much you're going to need. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be undersupplied or oversupplied. So if you, if you just get a regular scheduled shipment with the same amount every week, that's enough that you're never going to be undersupplied, then you might find yourself in the situation where you have, you know, 10 jars of ketchup you don't need because... Yeah, that happened. Because you used to consume lots of it, but suddenly you stopped using, consuming that much for some reasons. Mm -hmm. You adjusted the, the, the process of, uh, of, of production, but you haven't adjusted the process mm -hmm. of uh, delivery. <laughs> yes, the process of production of ketchup-filled sandwiches. Exactly. So you could have some sort of complicated industrial IT system that tracks how many pieces of furniture you produce and how much you're likely to need to like vary the scheduled shipments. But that's, that's just, you know, that's really complicated. There's a lot of complexity in it. In it. And there's a much simpler system. There's an app for that. No, um, <laughs> no it's, it's easier. There's automation without technology. Really? Yes. It's called Kanban. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell me more so about it. Kanban, mean, Kanban just means signal. Um, and this is going to get confusing for a second and then really clear, I hope. So you start by deciding how much safety stock you need. So the minimum amount that you always have to have at hand. So in other words, the amount needed while you wait for replenishment. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, your safety stock is one palette of wooden planks, mm -hmm. right? Because you know that when you order it, uh, the one palette will last you uh, enough for the new shipment to come, right? Yes. So, on the last palette, the safety stock, you place a Kanban card. So, the signal card. And the Kanban card states, hey, this is wooden planks, and the safety stock, uh, or the minimum quantity, is one palette, and the order quantity is five palettes. Mm -hmm. So, you get your five palettes, you use them up, you don't think about it, you don't manage it, and then when you get to the last one, you encounter the Kanban. Mm -hmm. So, this is your signal, and it forces you to make an action. Yes. So... When you get to the last palette, you open it up and you immediately, as you open that last palette and get the Kanban, you order the order quantity. So you order five palettes from your supplier and then you place the Kanban in the waiting queue. And when the shipment comes, you know, here comes your five palettes and on the last one, so your safety stock, you stick the Kanban. So when you again get to the safety stock, you are forced to make the order. You have the automatic signal to make an action, to replenish. Mm -hmm. The point is, you don't have to think about it or track it or manage it, or you don't have to have a complicated technology system to do it. It's, it's just a laminated piece of paper is enough to make it work. And you don't have to think about when and how much to order in a way that's separated from the rest of production, right? It happens automatically. You know that one pallet will last the day or two needed for shipment, and you know that five pallets is a comfortable quantity to work with, and it's economical to order since you need a truck for it anyway. There will never be too much or too little. 
There will never be too little because you have the safety stock and you order automatically. But there will never be too much because you don't order on a fixed schedule. You only order for replenishment when you use something up. Mm -hmm. So processes upstream, so the earlier processes, the the earlier uh, steps, don't push what they produce according to their schedule. Processes downstream, so what's... You know, the process that uses up some earlier resource pulls materials up to them as they are used up. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go across. So, exactly. Let's get practical because in theory, it makes sense. Yeah, it's logical. You only order when you have the last pile. It's nice. Perfect. Yeah. But there's questions about, you know, how you do it and like how many orders you make and how easy it is to order stuff mm-hmm. on demand. So, let's get to this. Uh huh. Yes. So again, just like in my factory, I don't want to be undersupplied because it's wasteful and it sucks. I don't want to have too much stock because um, my kitchen and my apartment are small. And even if they weren't, uh, it's just annoying, as you yourself um, notice. And you have much more space than I do. So I need to manage it, but I want to think about it. I don't want to waste time. I want it to be automated. So let's pick an item uh, oatmeal. This is one of the standard items for breakfasts. So there's a Kanban for oatmeal. It's a, it's a small, like, I think, A7 or A8 um, piece of laminated paper. It says oatmeal. It says the safety stock or the minimum quantity is two packs of oatmeal. And the order quantity is three packs of oatmeal. And there's a Ziploc bag with two packs of oatmeal and a Kanban card inside of it. Zipped up, put in one place. And then an additional... The rest of my packs of oatmeal, the main stock, is freely available without being put in a different place or Ziploc bagged, right? Okay. So I use up all my main stock, all my non-Ziploc bagged oatmeal, and when I can't find any, then I go to my safety stock place. I find a Ziploc bag with my oatmeal. I open it up, I put the two packs of oatmeal in the main place, right? So I remove the safety stock altogether and I have a uh, Kanban card. What I do, I immediately add to the uh, shopping list the order quantity. So three packs of oatmeal to the shopping list. Mm -hmm. And I place the Kanban in the waiting queue. Waiting queue. So, yeah. So there's a place to put the Kanbans that have been added to um, to the grocery list. So that when another supplier shipment aka you know groceries come back i can you know put the new safety stock along with the signal to replenish back to the safety stock place all right all right so that probably sounds complicated but it's honestly straightforward uh once you just start doing it because it completely automates managing when and how much something needs to be ordered we're never out of something and have to run to the store we never have to think about what needs to be added to the grocery list before going shopping or, you know, calling to like, hey, is there something we need? Uh, I don't have to bro- browse every alley of the store to see if I recognize an item that needs buying because things are automatically added to the list when we're almost out. So in- so almost out is enough to last until another shopping. So it's always already on the grocery list. And I do this with almost everything. The safety stock is never more than enough to last, uh, say, two weeks. And how much is ordered? Or, so the order quantity depends on the, you know, the size, the weight of something, how much it lasts. So I'm not going to buy too many eggs at once because you know eggs need to be in the fridge, mm-hmm. or too much milk at once. Um, you know, it's always going to be ordered on every shopping because we lo- we use a lot of it. So it takes up a lot of space. But say something like um, toothbrushes or toothpaste, they're also Kanbans um, because you don't want to, you know, be out of toothpaste, but they take up almost no space and don't spoil. Um, They last forever. So I buy enough to at once to last me like a year, right? So there's just like one last toothbrush and one last um, toothpaste in a bag with a Kanban so that when I can't find any, that's the one, that's the signal to replenish, to order. But since it doesn't take up much space and it's practical to buy a lot of it, then 
for another year, I don't have to think about it. I just order it online and it's there. So just me, let me let me, let me uh, try to understand that. So you don't have it for everything, but almost everything. And for example, for stuff like eggs, which you use a lot and frequently, you uh, you have a certain quantity that you buy every time you do an order. Um, or not? Yes, there, there are a few things that are not Kanban. So things that are not part of the Kanban system are things that don't need to always be there. Like there are just some, you know, some foods that you sometimes want and decide, you know what, I want to get this, but like okay. mm -hmm. they don't need to be managed, right? Mm -hmm. There's some things that are not part of the system because they're too big or heavy and are ordered every time anyway. Like they're just too impractical at this moment, at least to like keep a safety stock. So for example, milk, um, I buy like a 12 pack every two weeks or something because there's a lot of it but but almost everything yes okay so you have really lots of these ziplock bags everywhere yes so this is one way to do it mm -hmm. another way to do it is to have um, dedicated spaces where there is only the safety stock of okay different kinds of items so if you have a separate shelf or you know separate cupboard and you know that in this place you only place the the safety uh, the safety stock so you know that if you take away you have to take away all of it and the kanban card okay then you know you don't have to ziplock bag it if an item is large and you go through it a lot then putting it in a ziplock bag is really annoying yeah but if it's something like the safety stock of i don't know soap or toothbrushes or you know, something that you very rarely have to open up and put new ones again, then Ziploc bag is the way to go. Okay. Th the point of the Ziploc bag is if you have more than one item yeah. of the safety stock, you want them to be combined and you also don't want to lose the Kanban exactly, card. Exactly, because you That's don't want to lose the, the card. Mm -hmm. Because if it's not bagged together, then it had to be glued, but then the glue would not last long, so it would be the the, 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 the card would be useless. Yeah, I... I I'd, I tried. Um, I also tried um, rubber bands, but ah. they sometimes snap or just uh, the the card gets out and then something isn't there because the 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 signal didn't work. Mm -hmm. It got lost. Right? You don't want that. That breaks the whole system. And do you have like an inbox for like for all these you know uh, uh, cards that you put them uh, like and then then from there you yes. do a shopping list. Or, or the moment you put it in the in the inbox, you already put it added to the shopping list. There, there are uh, two places. Um, so the the way I, I implemented this is there's a tiny hook and like every card. So I, I printed a bunch of them, mm -hmm. laminated them, and cut them. So I I just made enough Kanban cards to last me forever, and I I punched them all. So they they all have like a, a hole, a hole mm -hmm. to place on a hook. So the, the, there's a place where you hook. You know, it's out of the way. People don't don't see it, but but it, it's readily available. A place to hook um, Kanban cards that need to be added to the grocery list mm -hmm. if that hasn't been done already. If you don't have a phone on yourself, and a hook for things that have been added to the shopping list, uh, so you assume that they have or will be ordered and are just waiting for the items to come back, so that the Kanban card along with the safety stock can be stored. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So, how do you handle the order itself? Because the, the, these items might not come from one source. So, uh, mm -hmm. so what do you do then? I mean, so do you have like a frequency where you order stuff, or like, like for example, I order from this and this grocery store every Tuesday or every Monday or every whatever, and this way these items will be replenished. And then from the other store, I order on another day or the same day or whatever. How, how is the because? I can imagine that you know not everything will come from one store because you know you might like you know some products from this store and some products from the other store. How do you handle that? Mm -hmm. Excellent question. Uh, for a while, that wasn't part of the system. There was just this Kanban system for managing what needs to be bought, and then how things progress from the grocery list to being ordered was uh, an undefined process. A mystery. <laughs> um, yeah, it has been defined though. All um, right. <laughs> Sounds like you. So, um, yeah, it sounds like me. So the days of me regularly going to the supermarket to do shopping, small and big, are over. Okay. Thanks to 2020, mm, no, thanks to 2019 and beyond, that's what I'm going to call it. Yes. And me living in a big city now, 
I have access to the wonders of online versions of supermarkets. And that is awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, there's one that, um, that's the main supplier for my factory. For me, it's uh, Auchan Direct. So mm -hmm. um, Auchan, the big supermarket yeah, from France, mm -hmm. popular in Poland. Yep. Anyway, uh, they delivered to me. And the, the online version has nearly every product that the, the physical store has. Prices appear to be the same or so close that when I compared uh, the online prices with my old receipts, I couldn't discern a difference. And shipping is like 15 zlotych or four bucks, so cheap. Good. So this, so ordering online saves a ton of time. Especially if you have a, like a saved saved uh, a shopping list from the previous purchases, you can just migrate yes. stuff to the new one. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. So we order every two weeks. Ah. And there's a recording task in us before that, of course. Ah. So it takes me at worst like 20, 25 minutes to do the order. Um, and over time, less and less as the system is perfected. <laughs> and it used to take like one and a half to two hours and realistically more since I'd go more often to do smaller shopping without the Kanban system. You know, I'd have to run to the supermarket like twice a week, uh, every two weeks, right? And I don't have to, so it saves a lot of time because A, I don't have to go there and go back from there. I'm not constrained by how much I can carry, especially that I don't have a car. Searching for items via search box is a lot faster than physically walking through the alleys. Tell me about it. And you can save multiple lists. This is a great feature of Auchan Direct. You can make multiple saved lists. You can have lists of your favorite products. You could have a system where you have a list that you always just add to the basket. Or you can just have a list of items out of which, you know, some subset of which you'll order often. Mm -hmm. And then you just put the amount and add to the basket. So this is roughly what I do. So um, from the, the shopping list that's in an app, uh, I'm just going to add it to the basket in the online supermarket. The vast majority of those items are things that keep recurring, so I don't have to search for them. They're just on the list. I just place you know, the, the quantity and add it to the basket. It's very fast. And since it is Auchan Direct and they have almost everything, there's only a small handful of products. So fresh food, meat, and a couple of just some weird one-off items that we'll have to buy locally, um, you know, once or twice a week. But that's going to be very quick. And along the way, since those are close by local stores mm -hmm. and not supermarket, that's further away. But the vast majority of it is heavily automated, both on the figuring out what to buy and buying it to only twice a month. Mm -hmm. I have more questions. Mm -hmm. How about, you know, okay, you order stuff. It comes back, uh, like, you know, every two weeks. And then, you know, how, how uh, Ocean Direct, does it d deliver the same day or another day? How does it work normally? Um, depends on, on how, how many people want to order, but it's between next day and like three days from now. Exactly. So when the thing comes, then you have to, you know, manually restock everything, like put on the zip logs and all that stuff. So you are doing that, I True. assume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And does it really like, you know, add burden to your, uh, to, to, like, to stocking things or is it okay? Uh, yes, it does. And this is an area which uh, for which I have further improvements to come. Okay. It is still superior to do it this way because, um, I mean, yeah, if you make a big purchase every, you know, once or twice a month, that's going to be a lot more restocking than if you, you know, get a few items along the way mm -hmm. three times a week. So, of course, and the act of like figuring out safety stocks adds a little bit of burden. That's true. So right now, most of those things are in Ziploc bags. And it's true that's kind of annoying for items that, you know, come in and out twice a month or, or once a month. That's a little annoying. So I will, um, I want to reorder how things are stored in different, you know, drawers so that there's a place where everything in this drawer is safety stock. And I just put it there and put 
the Kanbans for safety stock, you know, on some hook or in some place there uh, so that I don't have to rebag it. I just get the list of Kanbans. I see, oh, okay, oatmeal, safety stock two, here's two oatmeal, put it there. And that should be much less burden burdensome. Yeah. So I think I think one of the things that you know you've been primed by by several things to you know to get to this point because for many people it might not be that easy but I think the first step mm-hmm. would be uh, not to read about Japanese factories but to actually read the Japanese book by a Japanese author called Marie Kondo because uh, like mm-hmm. and we will we will link to the episode that we uh, talked about this book um, the, the 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 magic of tidying up uh, because I think. Once you've lived with Marie Kondo's system for a while and you get used to think putting things back in the same place and and, and finding them in the same place, oh, yes. you find lots of joy in this process and lots of pleasure in how oh, it's still there. <laughs> like, you know, it's I put it there and it's back in the same place. And I think only appreciating this moment a little bit longer, you start, as you as, as happens to you, uh, I assume, uh, improving different parts of your life where things are not in the mm-hmm. same place. Because, you know, you reach for oatmeal and it's not there. And, and, and then you're disappointed because uh, it used to be there and you want to cook oatmeal for now. So I think the Marie Kondo would be the, the first step. But I can totally relate to it. I've been... I've been trying to do something about it. So you gave me an inspiration to to start with this. But about that, Mm -hmm. how do I convince my wife to go along for the ride? How did you convince your girlfriend to do it? (laughs) Or it's a tricky topic. (laughs) It has not been easy. It um, required uh, using up a lot of social credit. to make a compelling argument that it's worth trying, committing ourselves to try doing this for a month. If there are any problems, improve them. And there have been tweaks to the system, but just try. Like I know it's a little out there. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. It's geeky. But I'm convinced, I'm convinced that this is the right way that will significantly improve the quality of our lives. <laughs> Um, and well, I, I believe it did and, uh, the system stuck. So, um, well, th- there must be something to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's probably the most difficult point. So what I would also suggest doing is, um, start small with some area, like maybe not groceries, but like all the toiletries and stuff like that uh, or stuff that only you want and you know stuff that gets replenished but that you manage you use it and you buy it Uh, that might be simpler and by taking it for a spin and improving the system so that it's as effortless as possible yourself it might be easier to make the compelling argument that it's worth expanding the system throughout the rest of the factory i mean household yeah i i thought the same when i was listening to you i thought the 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 toiletries would be a good start because there are mm-hmm. some of the toiletries that i i, I manage and there are some of the toiletries that my my wife manages but she manages to forget these and then she manages to be frustrated I, with without some of these so i could take mm-hmm. this for a spin also uh, the beverage or, uh, uh, the beverages which i'm responsible for usually um, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic ones so i can this mm-hmm. way really you know focus on that first so i would start there but i just as i think you're what, what you're you know what you're saying is right not to go all the kanban on everything and buy millions of ziplock bags but start small with several things and see how the and start just building up the process uh, would be a good start yeah i think so because it's less burden at the start and i think hopefully uh you will be convinced that uh, this is a maybe with some tweaks to your particular needs and and whatever that it is the good system and it that it solves the problem that uh it seeks to solve and that it's worth it the the change in mindset necessary and the little bit of burden of managing the safety stock is well worth the time and effort uh, saved by not have not running out of things and not having to think about them while doing shopping. Just trusting the system that things that should be bought are, you know, 
on the list to buy. Um, yeah, you, I think you're also right about uh, the fact that if um, your life is your your kind of physical life, your physical environment is messy. If you're not uh, already used to the idea of you know things having to have their own home and just everything is done ad hoc then it might be way too big of a step and you won't be convinced by it at all uh, it it requires some discipline to re- to reap the benefits and i also think that a, a another step along the way to here which uh, I, I went through is just having a grocery list app like mm. most people don't even have that and just having a smart grocery list app is a very good idea a because it's always there you're not like oh i went to the store because it was along the way what do i need to buy it's shared across you know everyone in the household that's very useful and a smart grocery list app like uh listonic is the one that i've been using mm-hmm. over the last year it auto categorizes items so it knows the names of most popular items and assigns a category to it. And then it displays it sorted by the category. So even if you buy things in your physical presence in a physical supermarket, you even then waste less time browsing alleys. You walk them in order and you shouldn't miss any items because you should have all items for the category yeah. in which you are in the store. Uh, that's very helpful too. And that's, I think, a step along the way to automating it completely. Yeah. So uh, two, two things that are brilliant about this. Uh, I mean, additional things that I, I you mentioned, but I are worth repeating. So first of all, I like this idea that when you pull out the, the, the card, it not only says how much you need to survive, but also says that um, uh, tells you how much you have to order. So how many items you have yes. to order? Because this is key. You don't have to think, okay, I have to order two or three. Or, and yes. what was the last time? So you don't have to do that. Second thing, I like this idea to make it a rec- like a recurring task that, you know, it's all that it's, it's like whatever happens every two weeks, we make an order. Because I think mm-hmm. this has been also a kind of a, a weak point of our system that, uh, you know, it depends on my wife. My wife, like wouldn't you know would procrastinate or would just be busy with stuff so she wouldn't order for a few days and suddenly we're running out of everything right now so it just goes to the yeah. point of, of of not not um, being able to do it um for grocery normally for grocery list uh, we haven't tried any uh, like the listonic app or any app uh, we would just you know like very simply uh, make a project in not be personal that we will share between me my wife and mm-hmm. our um our nanny so so i think this is also like the the, the easiest system of course it doesn't have smart categorizing of shopping stuff but but at yeah. least you know there's one place where we put stuff and everybody can read it and so everybody can access it which i think is the key you know so however you go to do it you can have like just one file that everybody opens on their phones like or, or just a shared mm-hmm. project or a shared app like one of the things like like anything that shows everyone involved up-to-date information is the key yeah i do prefer a dedicated app for grocery list uh, for grocery lists because a auto categorization b auto completion of common um, item names okay. so as you start typing you don't have to complete the typing that makes it quicker but nosby works and regardless of grocery shopping uh, not having a nosby personal project shared with everyone in the household is crazy <laughs> like i don't know how people live without it's like they're just things that you need to share or recurring tasks i don't know paying the bills or whatever or or, or things to figure out together that's uh, just should be in a shared digital place mm-hmm. yeah another thing that i wanted to mention which which uh, like, there are companies that were trying to solve your problem in an awkward way, though. So like, it's not in Poland, but for example, here in uh, in Spain, for example, there is Amazon, and uh, mm-hmm. and Amazon has this uh, like kind of dash buttons. So when you see that you're running out of something, you can press the button, and it automatically yeah. makes an order of this one product, which. On one hand, it looks it sounds brilliant. On the other hand, it's an overkill to have one dedicated button for every item in your in your uh, in your storage. So this is and and to have like dedicated um, order just for this one item every time is kind of wasteful yeah. anyway. So yeah, there were I can imagine like a a, a big. Um, 
you know, on, on every cupboard door, you have just this wall of dash buttons like oatmeal. Okay, I'm going to press this three times. Yeah. And imagine if you have small children, like some of us do, uh, that they will start opening it and then just pressing lots of random buttons at some point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, not the best of ideas. I haven't tried it and I, and, I, and I don't want to. I prefer your idea because I have more control over it. Well, speaking of, of Dash, um, there's one one improvement that I'm planning to make sometime soon mm-hmm. uh, that is even deeper on the geekier side and I will have to invest a little bit of time into it initially, but I think it's going to be well worth it, which is that, well, you know, it's an interesting idea how you have this dedicated button that orders something online. But hmm, if only there was a technology that with a device that you have on you all the time could point you to a specific place online. Oh, wait, we have it. It's called the QR code. So um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to print QR codes for those items that are Kanban that are in the online supermarket uh-huh and just stick them on the back of the carbon whoa that's really geeky but that's really brilliant yeah it, it it's it does require some skill to set it up um i mean i guess not but to do it efficiently for you know dozens of items so that you don't have to like use qr code generators and but point is point is whatever that exists in ocean direct i don't want i don't want to go through the pain of adding something to the grocery list app and then in a separate step look at the grocery list app of course and select it from the online store and put it to the basket if those are items that are used over and over again and are always there in the store just stick a qr code on the kanban so when i get to it i open the camera on my phone from my from the lock screen i scan it i just click add to basket and it's there and I tested it. Ocean Direct is, isn't one of those stupid online stores that don't remember your baskets. It does remember your basket. Okay. So you just, you know, the moment you go to the safety stock, scan it, add whatever amount the Kanban says you should add it to the basket and put it to the waiting queue. That's it. No more further steps. So then the grocery list app is just for the small handful of items that are bought elsewhere. Okay. So this <laughs> this is crazy stuff, but I love it. Uh, this is really cool. I can understand and appreciate how much you're like you're. As you said, you're not like copying and pasting things twice. And and also, mm-hmm. I think you know it's it's just kind of s- s- nicer instead of just you know searching for things anyway. You know, searching and adding like it. it you know, it's not like you're wasting so much time. But anyway, so I have another question. For example, so let's say. I buy, like in our case, we would buy also from a French company. We already usually buy from Carrefour online. Also, they deliver. Mm-hmm. I, they're, they're, they, I will test the, the, the remembrance of basket, if the, if the persistence mm-hmm. of basket, how it works on, uh, in the, in the, on the web app. And it's as good, I mean, as good of a web app that it actually works even on an iPhone or a, an iPad. So it's, 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 you can do the, or you can make, you can make the order uh, from there. But there are certain products, for example, that are order, order online, from from a different provider, right? From a different grocery store. Mm-hmm. And over there, let's say I order five different products from them. Five. Okay? Just five. Mm-hmm. And I buy, you know, certain number of these. And then let's say one of them needs ordering. Like it's, it goes to the, you know, it's almost done. But the remaining, and then number two as well, but three remaining are still okay in stock. So I guess I just also make a recurring order anyway and i order recurringly um anyway and then i order just what i need right like so i just so if, even if i you know like i just stick to what i see in the kanban right yes uh that is an important point of this system that you trust you, you trust yourself mm-hmm. that you've set up the system well that it works mm-hmm. that things won't be forgotten because there's a signal to, yeah. to do an action so Unless you go to the safety stock and you pick up the card with the safety stock, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. You don't put it to the list. You don't order it um, automatically because then you have to think about when it comes back, hmm, where's the Kanban card for the safety stock? It's not there. Is there still safety stock? No, 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 no. Okay. 
you only add things when you go to the safety stock. So it has to be sized correctly, the safety stock, but it's a major simplification. And it means that you don't have these weird fluctuations of like having too much stuff because you happen to order a lot anyway, because you thought it was a good idea. Um, you, you just stick to ordering when you get to the safety stock and you don't worry about how much left you have to, to get to the safety stock. Because if it's sized correctly and you order in a recurring way, like every you know week or, or, or you know every two weeks, then you'll get to it in safe time that it won't run out. Okay, one last question, and you know, we should wrap up because we are talking for a long time now, but uh, one, one last question. When you have the situation that you have a safety stock somewhere else where the current stock, so mm-hmm. how do you, like, like, so there should be like two Kanban cards? Like, for, so for example, you finish up the pile that is, you know, done. You, so what you do, you, you go to the safety stock, you pick up the stuff, you put it on the mm-hmm. current thing, and then you, okay, and then you put the, 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 the card and whatever for ordering. So it's fine. So it's not yeah. like, okay, so just in the moment you just run out, you have to rush to the, sta- to the, you have to go to the safety stock and restock it and to make sure that the process works. No, you don't um, go for the safety stock at the moment where you run out of the main stock uh-huh. and are just, wow, I just used up the last one. No, no. You you go for the safety stock when you need it. So uh, okay. um, you, you because otherwise you'd have to think about oh like every time you pick an item from the main stock you'd have to think about is this the last one I need to check uh. if it's awesome because if it is I need to I need to open up the safety stock right so that that would be b- burdensome so only when you're you just there isn't the main stock and you need it you need an item only then you go check if there's safety stock and there always should be <laughs> otherwise you pick the safety stock incorrectly and and right. it should be bigger yeah um so so the point is not to add unnecessary steps in that you just have to think about in random moments as part of managing the system you only make an action when you need to do something anyway so uh, only when you need an item do you, you know, unpack the safety stock and add the Kanban to the grocery list. All right. Uh, cool. Anyway, I think the, the the whole thing of preparing the labels and the lamination and all that stuff would be a good project with my girls because uh, we have the lamination, uh, you know, device mm-hmm. and all that nice. stuff. And it's, uh, it was always fun when we were laminating things. So uh, this would be fun. So anyway, is any last things that you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, for the QR codes, uh, so it, it's good that, that you have a, a thing for laminating paper. But uh, another thing that you might find is very useful um, uh, for just managing physical items if you don't have one is um, label printer. Ah, It's very convenient to just um, be able to do tap, 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 print, and, you know, have something that's already sticking you can just stick it instead of like printing something on a4 paper cutting it and using sticky tape to stick something uh, much more convenient to have a uh, sticker printer yeah we used to have one of those but I, I think we don't have it anymore so that's a good idea mm-hmm. yeah and that's it very simple system that only takes one hour to explain <laughs> but a lot more to implement and a lot more if you live with somebody so yeah it's gonna take a while but uh i'm i'm, I'm hooked worth it i promise <laughs> all right so because i have you on air and uh, and and you're here you know so look man i would love to keep doing the podcast and i heard from twitter that some people are missing us so which is which is really nice that mm. there are people who are missing us and I don't really frankly care much about this. I care about just talking to you and I haven't done it for a while. So, and I have a few books I wanted to run by you in the future. I have the, so the No Rules Rules about Netflix culture, which was really good. And uh, we already implemented some of the stuff in our company. So we should definitely talk about this. Uh, There is the book, um, The Mind uh, F. Uh, star CK. <laughs> uh, so the, the history of, of Cambridge Analytica, which I think would be really interesting for you. I'm finishing the Atomic Habits and I think we should get back to the habits thing, especially 
in the beginning of the year, it's a good idea to talk about habits. And we want to have we want to make 2021 not a copy-paste version of 2020. So mm. uh, that's about it. There is another controversial book which I want you to read anyway, would be How to Be an Anti-Racist. It was very interesting mm. for me. And uh, uh, as a, you know, white dude raised in Poland, uh, it was, uh, many concepts were a little bit new, uh, but it was worth reading. I set up a new journaling system with, uh, simplified actually my journaling and my day planning, which uh, I could happily talk about as well. And I have also quite a few ideas so, to talk about uh, some of the new stuff that uh, some of the new gadgets that I implemented at home that changed the way we do things here. So these, this is a mixed bag of ideas that I have for the podcast, but they are really good ideas. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I could get your, you know, mind on them. All right. From me, I will mention... Um two of the books I've read since we last uh, spoke on air. Uh, two books by Henry Ford. So those are 100-year-old books, surprisingly uh, modern in style, very readable. Uh, that's My Life and Work by Henry Ford and Tomo Today and Tomorrow by Henry Ford. Pretty interesting as uh, historical curiosities in terms of technology and business and politics. You just, uh, if you read My Life and Work, uh, it, it's one of those books from, um, you know, 100 years ago that you just have to pretend that one of the chapters that's there and that's really bad wasn't there. And if you read the book, you'll know which one I'm talking about. But otherwise, very interesting book. So I'm going to recommend that. And yeah, I, I think I have stuff to talk about, about my hobbies and machining metal and stuff like that. Our Macs. Yeah, and I wanted to talk talk about like so we have to also follow up on the Mac idea of the M1 mm -hmm. processor because we've been talking about ARM and all that stuff uh, in the past. So this would be something. But also, I wanted to actually make people we'll do one episode about your big city life because I'm curious about mm. your thoughts on, on 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 changing to a big city from a small city from a small town and how 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 your life has changed and and, and you know what are the, the the good the bad and the ugly of of this change so um I'm really looking forward because you know I used to live in the city where you live now so mm. so we could have some some cool uh, uh, you know talk ideas about that as well right sounds good I I hope we'll be able to do it with more regularity uh, like I said, we're about to embark on a, well, I am on a, a two or three week vacation. So yes. no more of the podcast for 2020. As for 2021, um, I'm not sure if we're going to go back to doing this every two weeks, but doing it significantly more often than twice a year would be nice. Yes. I think that's a good idea. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs>